<laughs> good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is Kita. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Kita. How are you? Good, good. Doing very well. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Welcome to the phone call this morning. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> good morning, Elsie. Good morning, family. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Akita. Good morning, Akita. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Care of Victory. This is Elsie. It's now the month of August. It's my birthday month. I'm super excited on what this month is going to bring. And can't wait to hear what Dwayne and Sarah are going to bring us this month. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Anyone would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning that has just joined the call? Good morning, Elsie. It's Sarah. And happy birthday month. Right? I'm so excited. <laughs> I get to join and celebrate it with Declare Victory this year. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning that has just joined the call? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that just joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that just joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie. It's Diane. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the call. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is JC. Happy Saturday. Hey, JC. Welcome to the call. 
Thank Happy you. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone that just joined the call that would like to say good morning? I know you want to say good morning. I can hear you. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that just joined the call that would like to say good morning on this fine August Monday, uh, Saturday morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you place your phones on mute so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Elsie and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, and equip you and encourage you with your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in August for the monthly theme entitled, Is Build It. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There is no announcements today. We encourage you, I'm sorry, there is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving, in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app at dollar sign I declare victory. Again, those sites are declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app, dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There are no prayer requests on the app. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Barbara. The, the declaration will be brought to you by Sarah and Duane. Then we will go right into closing comments by our declarers, Sarah and Duane. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Barbara. The declaration will be, will be brought to you by Sarah and Duane. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by Sarah and Duane. The scripture for today is from Luke 14, 28. For which, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off me, I now pass the call 
to our prayer warrior, Barbara. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, Heavenly Father. I come to you once again, Lord, just thanking you for allowing us to wake up and see another day. For those who live in the shadow of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting in him. For he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from the fatal plague. He will shield me with his wings. He will shelter me with his feathers. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor fear the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the disease, disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand may fall on your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. For you will see it in your eyes. You will see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your dwelling. For he orders his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on a stone. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your foot. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will satisfy them with a long life and give them my salvation. Heavenly Father, we come once again this morning, Lord, just praising your name and lifting you up, Father, and just thanking you for allowing us to see another day, Lord, for this is a new month that you've put us in, Father. Father, I lift up Elsie to you, Father, thanking you for her and her excellent uh, greeting and hosting this morning, Lord. I lift up Dwayne and Sarah to you, Father, thanking you for them, Lord, asking you to continue to bless them and Allow their word to be said this morning that will touch someone's life and help us as we are on this journey of ours, Lord Jesus. Lord, I lift up our firemen and our policemen. I lift up our pastors, Lord, those that are serving you, Father. I thank you for them, Lord. I ask you to put a hedge around each one of them, Lord. Lord, I stand here this morning, Lord, uh, just humbly as I can, Father, thanking you for allowing me this privilege to pray this morning, Lord. Thanking you for allowing me to wake up, Lord, because somebody didn't wake up last night, Father. I lift up those that are in bereavement right now, Lord. Thanking you for the comfort that only you can give them and their family, Lord Jesus. I lift up our president to you, Lord, asking you to touch his mind, Lord Jesus. Allow us to continue to pray for him, Lord. I know that at this time we're in right now, I feel like you are separating us so that we can do the work that you want us to do, Lord. You're keeping us on our knees, Father, because we can't make it in this world without you, Lord. 
The only way we're going to get through this pandemic is to continue to trust you, Lord. Continue to lift up your name, Lord. Continue to thank you, Lord. Lord, I lift up the DV family to you, Lord. All of those that are under the sound of my voice, Lord. Those prayer requests that weren't spoken, you know what they are, Father. And I just ask you to grant as you see that we need, Lord. For you know what we need before we even ask for it, Father. Lord, I lift up Dion and her family to you, Lord. Thanking you for her obedience, Lord Jesus. I lift up Diane and Dee Dee and Tanya and uh, Prince, Lord, to you. Thanking you for who he is, Lord Jesus. I lift up uh, all those that are under the sound of my voice. All of those that are striving to be what you want us to be, Lord. Lord, I thank you for just this privilege, Lord. I thank you for uh, another day. I thank you for the weather, Lord. I thank you for um, a roof over my head. I lift those that, that are out in the element to you, Lord, asking you to touch and touch as only you can touch, Lord. I ask you to bless those that are I'm not feeling well this morning, Lord. Touch their bodies, Lord Jesus. Visit those in the hospitals, Lord. I thank you for our governor, Lord. I thank you for our city workers, Lord, and I thank you for our nurses and doctors and staffs that are trying their best to um, deal with this pandemic that's going on right now, Lord. Lord, I just ask that we really put our hand in your hand and just trust you, Lord, even though it might not look so good right now. We know that you're in control, Father, and nothing's going to happen that you haven't allowed to happen, Lord, and we just have to understand that we just have to trust you, Lord. It's all about trusting you, Lord. And being obedient to your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that everyone take their phones off of mute and praise the Lord as only we know how to praise the Lord this morning, Lord. Thanking him for who he is and blessing him, Lord. And just just being there, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. I just thank you and I just praise you and I just magnify your name, Lord. We thank you Lord, for your loving kindness is better than life. We praise you this morning. We thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thank you, Lord God. 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 Thank you,
I'm just so excited because God just is already um, already doing some crazy, amazing things through her, and she's very powerful in the giftings that God has given her. So I just want, Akita, if you um, are on the phone line right now, if you could just unmute your phone and join us yes, this yes, morning for this conversation. Good morning, Kita. Kita, um, tell us where you're from. Good morning, guys. Thank you, Dwayne and Sarah and everyone. Um, I'm in San Leandro, California. I'm in the Bay Area as well. Um, Yeah, we're not too far, too far away from you guys, I don't believe, in in terms of the Bay. Um, But yeah, what Sarah said, it was divine, and um, she's been a blessing to my life and the group of ladies that we met with. So just very thankful. Thank you for having me on the call this morning. Um, we're going to be talking this morning, and, and really, um, you know, everybody who's listened to Dwayne and I know this is a lot like a table talk. Um, we do a little bit of teaching, but and, and but it's always um, kind of like a discussion. So, Kita, if you if you um, if you have anything burning on your heart, we definitely want Holy Spirit to speak through you this morning. Um, we will be posing some questions for Kita. And she's actually going to be staying on the line. So if you have questions for her um, through at the end of the discussion, of course she'll be she'll be um, available for those questions too. But um, mm-hmm. this morning um, we we are talking. Uh, we're actually we're going to lay a foundation, and that's literally what we're going to be talking about this morning is about laying that foundation um, when we when we're in the in the respect of building the kingdom of heaven and uh, my husband Dwayne I mean he just got a download last night and the nuggets kept flying so I'm going to let him kind of start us out in Genesis um, right at the very beginning Um, and then if there's anything Kita that you that you that is coming to your mind feel free to chime in Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and again, uh, thank you, Saints, for being on this line. Um, anyone, uh, please check your phones. If, uh, just for back, I hear some background going on there. Uh, please mute your phone so we can keep um, the dignity of, of the line. Uh, now, when looking at it, like I said, I kind of ventured into, we were thinking, okay, we're thinking church-wise, right, and build it. Okay, instantly we're going to kingdom, we're going to the church, we're going to how to, you know, put the foundation down to build, um, build the most important thing within the kingdom as, as unity, even the bonding of all of us together. And um, as we more and more thought on that, it was like, okay, but where does that all start? And then we, we thought about marriage as well, because, I mean, if you know Sarah and I, you know, we're all about marriage and family period. Like, that's how we do ministry. That's how we do life. We don't see a whole lot of outside of that. And we don't like a whole lot outside of that. Like, when we do it, we do things together. But then it's like, okay, how do those things coincide? Or what do we do first? And how do you speak on it? And, and so you go back to the beginning, right? If you go back to the basics, you go back to Genesis, God gives out a blueprint very early of what marriage should be like and then in case what the church and ministry should be like, right from the jump, he, he doesn't, there's a reason why he does all things that he does, plain and simple. And if you look back Genesis 1, 
you read through Genesis 1 and you go on the day and day of, of God's creation, and every point in time when he's wrapped up with the different parts of creation and God saw it was good, and God saw it was good. So there is perfection. There is nothing wrong. Everything he's putting down, laying down is awesome. The first time in history, God, well, and then God starts, he's got, creates Adam. He has a relationship with Adam, right? He's breathing life into Adam. He's doing life with Adam. Um, and then the first time in history that God is saying something's not good is Genesis 2.18 when he says, it's not good for man, for my son, for Adam to be alone. First time he's like, er, there's a problem. Now, did God just happen to forget? Oh, shoot, I was supposed to do something else here. But no, it's to make a point that even the, the perfect man was not complete. He was still incomplete without the perfect representation of me on earth. See, the perfect representation of God on earth is man and woman. All portions, all size, all personality traits, all talents, skills, whatnot. The culmination of if you really want to see Jesus, you know, God on Jesus on earth. I mean, Jesus was let's go Jesus representation of God on earth. What the rest of us can do, if you really want to fulfill that, is man and woman in the entirety of all things coming together to represent the beauty of God. Um, and as a kid, it, it used to trip me out when I would read, I remember reading Genesis for the first time, reading the Bible for the first time. You read Genesis, you go through all the six, and then it's kind of like, wait, what just happened here? You come into two, and you in, in, in chapter one, you already talked about the sixth day of making man and woman in his image and all that stuff. And then you come back to two, and it's like, wait, God, why are you repeating yourself? But then he actually broke down the secret, like how I did this when I made man. So I just found that really interesting that he's kind of like, here's the overall, but then I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of this specific thing. The most important thing I put on the planet, my best creation, my most important man and woman, human beings, the image of me. He's like, I need to get into more detail here with y'all. So we're going to go into more detail here. Um, now, I want to reiterate back it okay, so the first time God is like, er, there's a there's a little something going on here that's not right, was man being alone. He was pouring into him in himself, you know. Well the day God saying he's you know, walking in the cool of the day to look for Adam. I'm thinking that's kind of what normally happened anyway. So that wasn't like the first time it happened. I think it was a normal pattern. God spent time with Adam. So at that point, it was just like, this is what I normally do, but I don't see you at our normal meeting spot. Now, it's a whole other, you know, that's a whole other teaching self, but you get the idea. Um, so in 2.18, and I just, I'll read it actually from what it says. Okay. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And I find it interesting, after 2.18, then you go into Genesis 2.19 and 20. God doesn't just come out and say, hey, Adam, just got to let you know. It's important that you have somebody else and just break it down for him and just teach him right there. He doesn't go that route. God gives Adam a task because he's like, I need you to learn this for yourself. I need this to really, really hit home. 
So God gives Adam the task of naming every animal in creation, every animal in the world, and then seeing that everything, let Adam see, everything's got a partner. Everything is teamed up with a perfect mate, perfect partner, perfect um, one to have relationship with, accept him. Because he wants him to feel, feel it and realize that he has a need for woman. So before he could even put a word to it, before there was a word, before there was even the existence of, God's like, I want you to feel and realize you're in need of something. You are the perfect man, and yet you are in need. I think that's really, really vital. I think it's really, really important that he didn't just say it to him. He didn't bring out a diagram. <laughs> he didn't have, like, the birds and the bees talk. Daddy, the perfect daddy, was like, I need you to actually feel this void and realize it for you. So I'm not even going to tell it to you. I'm going to, so that Adam, so, so God didn't have to say it. At this point, God didn't even have to say anything. Um, when we go down to 20, uh, the man gave names to all the livestock and so forth, all the heavens beasts. But Adam, but for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. And so at that point, I'm thinking he's like, hey, Pops, um, Lord God, I know you're perfect in all things, but like something's missing here. So he, he was able to then know in and of himself, I am incomplete, I need. Uh, so then Genesis 2.23, God gives Adam his perfect partner. Um, literally lays him down, pulls bone of his bone. So uh, if we go to 23, um, or wait, uh, 21, so the Lord God, caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And then Adam himself is able to say, 23, then the man said, this, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. He knows in of himself, this is the most astonishing being I have seen in all of existence. And I, at this point, I've seen everything else here. I've seen every other breathing living thing. And this is mine. Like, I know I have a good, good father because he gave me woman. Period. And every man that attests, come on, if you're a red-blooded man, <laughs> male breathing, you know the truth. The most beautiful thing God has ever created is that woman by your side. Period. End of story. There is no question. That's just my little piece in it. But um, then, so he knows he's got the perfect mate, the perfect partner to now do life with. And coming into 24, therefore man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. This is beauty to me right here because God is saying, oh, wait, Sarah's got something real quick. Oh, no, I'm just thinking. I'm just like, I'm visualizing right now what you're saying. And I just think it's interesting because the, the, the father laid the foundation of the earth and then he laid the foundation right from Adam. Mm -hmm the foundation of marriage. He didn't like 
start a church, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or have Adam actually go into his um. Well, and I was, or even have Adam like, I'm gonna go put you on your mission, and you start it off, and then I'll have woman catch up later. Right. He he built Adam up first. Right. And then and he gave him, like you said, he gave, you gave him a job. And, um, and I don't know if anybody has any pets, but I have the cutest little dog and her name's Daisy. And probably if I met Daisy, I'd be like, I don't need anybody else. She's a great companion. <laughs> I, so I wonder how long it took Adam to name the animals. And, you know, and because you know, who knows? Maybe the animals talk. You could understand them. You know, we don't know. I wonder how long it took for him to realize, you know, you know what? They're just not like do it. You know, they're not like, I still have this void. And and the Lord visited him in the cool of the day. So when he was with God, he was probably perfectly fine. But then when when God was absent, that's probably the where he was really starting to feel the loneliness. I think that's a point, perfect point. Uh, last night, Sarah said, you know, especially when when and when Adam was hanging out around with the canines, you know, with the dogs, with his dogs, um, he probably was, you know, hunting, doing like let's not hunting, but just being entertained and being in uh, camaraderie with the animals. But of course, it was never going to be the same. So eventually, it probably took him a while to think I need something else, but. At some point, that realization came in, and it's a very good point that when he's with God, I mean, honestly, when when you're in the midst of the Holy Spirit, you're not thinking about your spouse, you're not thinking about nobody, right? You're you're with God, so there's no need of pretty much anything when you're really in rapture (laughs) with Jesus. But then when you wake up out of that, you know, when you come out of that that fog and what have you, then it's like, "Mm, I'm... I, I do need that human connection. And I know I'm probably jumping way ahead of the game over here, but um, <clears throat> I enjoy being in the presence of God. And yeah, I, I kind of like, like, like to be on my own, but there's a different kind of union and powerful um, connection and intimacy that happens when you worship with your spouse. And I and I think literally, I know that the enemy's biggest scheme and deception in life happen all over the place, trying to keep the husband and wife from praying, from worshiping, from from um, just connecting with the Father. It says that a, a, a cord of three is not easily broken, and so when you can both tap in to to that time with the Father. It's one of the most powerful prayer moments you can have. I mean, you can shake, I mean, you can shake things down like, like with, when you're together, when you're in union together with the Father. You can make mountains move. Can make mountains move. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, Kita, I hear you back there. Yeah, uh, go to, ahead. Yeah, just wanted to, wanted to chime in because that was, that was something that's been super key, especially this year. Um, that the Lord, you know, it's so not by, you know, happenstance, the the title being built it. And that was a word that, um, that the Lord had spoken to my husband and I, Jerry, we've been married 24 years this year. Um, we have four children and, um, 
And the Lord was like, build. He's like, even in a time where it's not, it's not going to be common. He's like, you know, because everything else is going on, people are seeing, you know, what's going on, which is really going on um, in our, you know, country, in our world. He's like, build, do, do what I'm calling you to do. And one of the first things that he showed my husband and I, Jerry and I was home. Get this, it needs to be more in order. Things need to be more in place and you need to be connected, me and, me and him. Because even after being married for that length of time or that period of time, you, you know, you get used to things, you get used to one another, you get unused to certain things. And he was like, you guys are going to fast. You're going to start fasting. You're going to fast. Not that we haven't before, but it was like, you know, now you're going to do it together and you're going to include our, our daughter got married in March. And so she's not home and it's our three sons that are home. Everybody's going to do it as a family. And then that brought, when I say that Holy Spirit that the Lord brought has brought so much more intimacy. We did it, you know, it takes what, 21 days or more for something to become a habit. And so it was morning and evening. He's like, build an altar, build an altar unto me and all that he was going to do in the midst of, you know, April, between April and June, um, with having us do that when he spoke it. And that was a part of the building, but he said home first, your marriage first, your union first. Go ahead. And what's so great Mm -hmm. is, um, our our listeners don't know that when I asked you to come join us as a guest, I mm-hmm. had no idea what we were going to talk about. <laughs> oh. I had, no, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I just, you know, it just dropped in my spirit when we were talking the other day. And I'm like, yep, um, she needs to be on, but I have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, really, um, our listeners don't even know that I haven't really had much dialogue with you about what we were going to talk about. I pretty much texted you last right. night. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Yep, and, yep, and and yep. not only had, and I got to I've gotten to see this journey uh, mm-hmm. happen with you and your family over this even since October, um, gotten mm-hmm. to watch him build you build your family unit, and it's be, it's beautiful um, to see the transformation, but also the mm-hmm. the calling and the purposes that he's establishing in your family unit, um, mm-hmm. and also. Um, what's really cool, and, and most people don't know what you guys do, like what God is building in your business, yeah. you know, together. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah yes. Um, so we, for the last, kind of combined the last 11 years, um, my husband in 2008 had been diagnosed with uh, leukemia. And then and from that period all the way through till now, Lord gave, gave him a vision, which we he birthed it, and we've uh, been nurturing it ever since and building that, um, which is Audience of One A1 training. So we started as a uh, it was a track club program, and then over the last two years or so, we started transitioning to just multi-sport um, training, so different sports, not just track and field. But, you know, Audience of One, obviously, when the Lord gave that, you know, that name, that vision, it was multifaceted, right? Um because we're going to be not just serving, you know, our own, the body, the Christian community. It was going to be to the, you know, be as a legacy for our family and then just to, you know, serve um, the community, the world, or however far out the Lord would uh, would send us. And so um, that's what, you know, part of that build, obviously, was our home first in this, you know, compacted season right now. And it's, it's kind of like all been leading up to now, um, to this, you know, this, after this last era, you know, 10 years, and now it's like we've been doing this. God's like, 
now's time to start building in a different way. Let me, you know, I'm going to take you in different directions. And so with the training, he's even been expanding that. So in a nutshell, when you were talking to things you were saying, Brother Dwayne, the strategic, you know, the blueprints, the fundamentals, and those are a lot of the key core, like a lot of core values of what we do in, you know, audience of one. And, um, and just, you know, because you can have, you know, a lot, there's a lot of trainers, there's a lot of different people that are out there doing different things, which are great. And God's like, but there's an environment when people come to us, there's a, right. there's him, there's him and us coming, you know, through. So, yeah, that's, it's a blessing. It's, yeah, the transformation has been huge. <laughs> As Kara was saying, you know, it's, it's been good, but that's, you know, where we're at now. We just can only give him the glory and thank him for that. And thank God for that. Yeah, that's so amazing. I want to get back to uh, you said a word. Mm-hmm. You said a word expansion, and I want to get back to that um, because, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's. I, I'm gonna. I don't want to jump ahead of the game. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead of the game. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass the ball back to Dwayne, um, but keep that that word expansion um, in your mind because um, we're gonna we're gonna get back to that for in in just a bit. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited um, about uh, why God wanted you on this phone call this morning. So, all right, go ahead, hon. So to, I mean, and this is kind of the finishing the foundational part. I'll just pull back. So, uh, in twenty Genesis two twenty four, um, you know, you leave father and mother come together, and so. At this point, you're you're now forsaking all others. You're you're coming in and you're start you're doing life. Most importantly, like this is now the most important human being in your life, as as your spouse, right? And so you're forsaking all others. And at this point, you're not letting everybody all up in your business, and 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 having something to say. You are now not even your mama and your daddy. You know, to you two have to be with me and work this, you know, on this together. You are now to be a power couple. But everybody else's two cents, everybody else's input is not as valuable as these two people before and the and the and the father that is above them, right? And the spirit that flows between the two of them. Very key. You're now you need to get up, move to create your thing together. We're gonna build this together now, and you're gonna be a power couple. And 25 is, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So to me, this says you are now one, as it has actually said, you are now open, you are now transparent, and you are vulnerable to each other. And that's how we're building this up. I also find it very interesting throughout uh, chapter two, the, up to this point, and, and actually the only time God is not, the first time God is not referenced as this, is chapter three in, in the fall when Satan has, you know, just says God. But to that point, you got six times in in chapter two, he is strictly and only the Lord God, the master God, the supreme being God. Like that is rang over and over again. And even after Satan comes in and just says, well, God, he kind of like took off the master supreme part and just went to the religious kind of like, he's God, and like, and, and tried to strip that away. But in the foundation, in the building, it was understood. In the building it up, this is the Lord God. 
that respect, that awe, that everything is there in the midst of your foundation. And I think it's, again, no accidents, very key. The power couple needed to know the Lord God is their master and creator and the one running these things. And so, and then when all this, then he's got this together and he says, you're going to be the power couple and this is how you do it. Then, again, backtrack to the overall in chapter one, Genesis 1.28. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. And then over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. So after we get the idea together, I'm going to bring you together. You're now married. You are now one together. You're going to be vulnerable and build up this beautiful relationship and the foundation of being a power couple. And once you finally, and you forsake all of this, now you finally got that together. Now I'm going to bless you and tell you what your purpose actually was together. Now that you have come and I've got the perfect team, now go do the, now here's your work. Now I'll give you your task because you finally come together. Now, Adam, you have a purpose. Eve, you have a purpose. Adam didn't have it before that point. He's just chilling and learning. But his purpose was given once the team was set. Um, and so foundationally, and so then what is the purpose of marriage? So like, this is the idea. This is kind of, so here's the framework, and this is how God brought it in, right? And this is before fall. This is how this was perfection. And so the purpose in marriage, and it, I think if anybody's heard Sarah and I, we always come back to this. The purpose of marriage is to be made holy. And we do a disservice, and we do it wrong many, many, many times when we come in with the self-seeking or love of self in the midst of bringing into this union. We don't come into it typically, truly with the foundation of prayer. You might pray together, like even as Christians. Sarah and I came in like you're Christians, right? You're brought up Christian, you come in and you're praying, but the foundation, like prayer is literally the foundation. And when we were talking yesterday, Sarah was like, it's almost like you gotta come back and repent because we had to rebuild <laughs> our foundation when it all came to a head. We had to realize like, yeah, you came in, we came in with covenant, we came in, with even bringing some Jewish traditions to like really have the ground basis for our marriage and have it be blessed, have our parents, you know, call off and take off uh, the curses that were in the past and generational just stuff and pray blessing into. But to hold fast to that foundation of prayer, we had to repent a few times and get back to the basis of even building, like we weren't doing it on the regular. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that the Lord just really impressed has been impressing on on Dwayne and I is just, you know, that that prayer time and being committed to it and being faithful and being consistent. And I had a great example. I mean, my mom and dad, ever since I can remember, have gotten up early in the morning and they shuffle out to their chairs and they have their their devotion and they have their prayer. And I would be a part of that growing up. And and that was a great foundation for me to watch mom and dad do that because I know to this day that the reason why. Um, it's so important for me to have that peace in our marriage is because of, of seeing and watching um, my parents do that as an example that, you know, it didn't matter if they were tired, it didn't matter, you know, um, they just, they always had that time. And uh, that foundation is so important because, uh, I, and I want to kind of, um, I just want to say 
how, I mean, and I'm just, just posing this out to, to, to everyone on the call. How can we expect to build the kingdom of God if we can't build kingdom in our home? I mean, it starts right here in our house, guys. You can't expect to build other people up if you can't build up your wife or your husband. I, I honestly, I truly, I feel so convicted and um, convinced that the father doesn't really care what you do outside your home until you get home straight. I mean, husbands, wives, are you grabbing your husband and praying for them? And if they won't let you pray for them, are you holding, are you still holding that time to pray for your husband or your wife? I, I, and I'm going to go, I'm just stretching out. I do not, I cannot join, join, um, in a ministry where I know that my, my pastor or my leaders are not praying for each other in their marriage. I just, I, I cannot. Um, because how, how do I expect, um, to get it right out there if I'm not getting it right in here? And it's, it's a grow, it's a growing, it's growing. The Lord has grace. No, don't get me wrong. He, he has so much grace. If he, if he, if he didn't, then my husband and I wouldn't be together right now. You know, two, two and a half, or I don't know, but it's been four years now. Four years, thank God. <laughs> four years ago, our, our foundation was not laid. It wasn't laid. Now we, I mean, we had some great foundational things. No, don't get me wrong. We've put in, we put in a lot of prayers. Our family put in prayers. Like Dwayne said, our wedding day was filled with, with all kinds of amazing traditions. Um, we, we did pray, um, for each other, but the enemy is not nice and he will always try to come in and keep the husband and wife from being able to, to bring, uh, come into union and in that intimate intimacy with the father. I mean, obviously you saw it in the garden of Eden. But the one thing, when did Satan throw, my husband posed this question to me last night where we were talking over this. When did Satan throw that curveball? It wasn't in the cool of the day when, you, when, when the father was walking with Adam. He, it, you know, uh, he, he, he's full of lies and deceit and, and we got hooked, right? And so um, when the Lord is telling us to go forth and be fruitful and multiply, don't expect your church to multiply if you can't multiply your fruit in your home. It starts right here. It starts right in the family unit. Don't expect growth or, or expansion to happen if, um, if you're not growing right here in the foundation of your home. Uh, it gets multiplied from here on out. Right? Jesus, Jesus poured into 12. Oh, he had a ministry, but... He poured into twelve, and they multi, you know they multiplied. I, I always think of that um, that movie, a field the field of dreams. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. I didn't say if you build it, then you're gonna go out and get everybody. Huh. It says if you build it, they will come. If you build the foundation on the chief cornerstone, which is Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 3, 11 says, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, we, you cannot lay a foundation without, without Jesus being in the center of, of, of your marriage. That means, you, you know, my, and I'm just, I'm just saying, my husband literally 
has tackled me to the ground to pray for me. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an exaggeration. He has, uh, and I, and I, he has gotten, he has gotten into my closet when I was bitter, offended, hurt, angry at him. And he has laid, he laid a foundation of prayers. And not just one or two days, months on end, getting up at four in the morning to pray for me. There is hope. If your marriage is broken, if it's hurt, if it's damaged, if, if, if there's missing pieces, if it doesn't seem like it's, it's uh, flowing, if, if, you're, if you have a, a spouse who's an unbeliever, there is power in prayer. Even if you're doing it in, the, in, in your secret place, you are laying down a foundation. And I'm telling you, the transformation that God can do in a marriage, we are living proof of it. Um, Isaiah 28:16 says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. Jesus is that precious stone. He's the one that holds us together. And, um, and even, even in that process, the Lord did work on me personally. He did a work on Dwayne personally, but we still, we still came together and he did a work on us together. He built us up individually and then he built us up together. And as the Lord builds you up and he heals you and he puts all the broken pieces together, he lays down a foundation. And what's interesting is uh, Luke and Matthew both write about what, what this looks like. This literally is like, I feel like, oh, you know, this is our testimony. <laughs> it says in Luke 6, 47, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, <laughs> we got to do them, guys. I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep, laid the foundation. You got to dig deep on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Are you building the foundation in your home with Jesus? Because if you if you're not if you're not praying and you're not and you're not in the word, there's gonna be some holes in that foundation. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation when the stream broke against it immediately, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. And and that's where Dwayne and I were. We had laid a foundation. It just wasn't real good. It wasn't real deep. Wasn't real deep. And it, it literally almost almost ruined um it almost ruined us completely. Um it's funny because there uh there was this my my son bought these things at the Dollar Tree, you know, those, they're little toys that you stick them in water and they grow and they, and, um, I see through the package in the, in the trash and, um, I happened to see it and I'm like, when I saw it at the time, I was like, okay. And then, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know, God just has the funniest way of speaking to you. And, um, so I picked the package up and it says, will expand in water must give ample space. So 
uh, I'm like, what are you saying about this, God? What are you saying about this? What are you saying? And I just really feel like growth and expansion, you have to be immersed in the water, right? You have to be immersed in the water for one and you'll grow. But you also ha have to give lots of room for Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do. And if you allow him to have that space to expand you, you can become real big. If I put, if he puts his little toys in a tiny little cup, they will not have the room to grow and extend. But if he puts them in a sink or a tub or whatever, they'll grow bigger. So <clears throat> you have to give the Lord access into your marriage. And you got to give him ample space to work things out, to expand you, to stretch you. Um, and we've had other preachers on the on, on expansion, and um, and it goes right hand in hand with build it, because the Lord wants to build a kingdom in you, even if it's just one with with your spouse, one other person. He builds that foundation. It's a foundation on Christ. It's, and he Christ is a cornerstone. He goes and he says that we're living stones, right? We're 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 living stones. We're, we are all working together as living stones to create kingdom. Um, and so um, I just wanted to, to, to give you guys a little bit a little bit of that. It's, it's we want to wrap it up now a little bit. Um, Kita, with all everything that we were kind of talking with yeah. building and growing mm -hmm. and expansion, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what has God been teaching you in this season that he's been, he's been building you and Jerry and your family? Hmm. Um, the biggest thing <laughs> that said is it's been humility. Um, it comes back down to core. Uh, I think, I'm going to say core or basics, but just being in the word, but humility, a posture of humility um, unto him and being in that secret place and praying, um, praying specifically, Lord, order our steps, do these certain, you know, do, and he will, he's faithful to do it and seeing him, um, uh, just turn, I don't know, manifest or, you know, or present himself at every turn where he said, do this. And then he shows up. So it's, it's been more about, well, you know, inside making it making sure internally that we're where we're supposed to be that we're connected that jerry and i are connected and that we stay connected and we do those things to to stay in that place and then he's just adding he's just adding to it he's like come and seek me and i'm going to show you those things those unsearchable things those things you do not know and that has been i mean just you know just speaking of within these last nine to six months um six to nine months that's been like a huge thing. Humility has kind of been a thing throughout, um, you know, for me throughout our marriage and, and life and stuff like that. But it's primarily been like as as we seek him, as we be, have, you know, he's bringing us more into being one. He's revealing what his strategy is. He's revealing what his blueprints are for, you know, our now, this our future, because it's kind of like he spoke something about old wineskins. We're like, it's new wine right now. So there's new things that he truly wants us to walk in and walk out through, you know, our family unit as one, and then as our business as another, you know, and you mm -hmm. touched on saying about the you know, apostolic, the building, and he, you know, there's even another facet that he's like, okay, now the investment, investment, and, 
you know, sometimes when you say investment automatically, of course, it drops into, you know, your people's minds, okay, money, it's this, it's that. But he's like, I may cause you to invest in time. I may cause you to invest in just, you know, showing extra love or care or, you know, whatever the provision is, it could be, it could be multi, it could be different ways. He has called us to, you know, invest financially in the season as well. And it's, you know, and it's under what he's showing is it, you know, that's, you know, apostolic in the business arena in the marketplace. And so it's been, um, but back to, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to move or do have our being or do what he's called us to do if it wasn't first having, you know, that fruit of the spirit, but all, you know, the fruits of the spirit, but key for us is moving in humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reminded of a couple in the Bible, Priscilla and Aquila. Aquila. And, uh, well, we would just call her, uh, our, oh, it's him. Never mind. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they basically, they hung out with Paul for about 18 months. And then um, when Paul left, they decided to stay in Ephesus, and they literally built church out of their home. They built they built church out of their home. They were a huge influence. They actually ended up becoming martyrs for Christ, and um, and they were they were like you, there was no Priscilla without Aquila, and there was no Aquila without Priscilla, and I, I their their ministry together was fruitful and it multiplied. And I know that that that's what he's doing in your and you and Jerry and your family is he's 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 mm-hmm. he's building that foundation um mm-hmm. so that anything that you put your hands to is gonna be fruitful and it's gonna it's gonna multiply and i and I really mm-hmm. believe like um even in the church you know and we're gonna we're gonna move into next the our next uh two weeks from now we're gonna move into more of building the church um as we were talking more in an apostolic um fashion but the foundation starts at home and um <clears throat> and and the building of other people how powerful it is when a husband and wife can can build um together other people around them and then sphere and influence of the people that god brings into our lives i i um when god brings people into our lives i i'm like oh my like this is an assignment it's an assignment from heaven and it's my job to build them and you speak of humility, which I think is really cool because part of the app, what the Lord's been teaching us um, about is when you're, when you're a kid and you know you have a call in your life and you go down to the altar and you're like, I have a call in my life. The first thing that comes to mind is, oh, you're going to be a pastor. And nobody ever spoke to us, when they both can, can attest. Neither one of us talked to us about other giftings in the church or part of the fivefold ministry, because those giftings and those that leadership is just as important as per, somebody who might be up front and center and on the platform, because he may be calling. Just you, uh, I would I would I would say if you're you're not seeing a lot of growth in 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 your life or ministry, it's it's probably it's probably has a lot to do with what side of the of the bus you're sitting on and if you're in the right seat, uh, gifting wise. And, um, and the Lord, you know, it's like, sometimes I know the Lord would say, you're, you're so close to your lane. Like I'm running right along the lane. And I would get so frustrated because I didn't even know for the longest time, um, what my giftings were and how God builds on them. So 
he may, you may have a, a season where he's building up one gift and then another season where he's building up another. And then this past season, he's been speaking to Dwayne and I a lot about the apostolic gifting, where Paul was not only uh, an evangelist, he didn't just go around evangelizing. He, when he was in a city or a town, he built leaders, and those leaders were evangelists and teachers and preachers and prophetic prophets and whatnot. And then he went to another town, and he would build up a, a crew there, and he'd build up another crew, and then he would write letters to them, and he would always get news back because people talk, right? So he's like, I know what you're doing, you know? And, and um, that's, that's literally what the Lord has been speaking to us. And I feel like even in the family unit, the Lord is um, teaching us how, how to be built in our family unit because he's going to teach us how to build leaders of leaders, okay? And so that means a, a, a positioning of humility requires us to kind of sit down and realize that, that when we're building somebody up, it may be for the role that we thought we were going to have. And so that, that and, and, then, and then the Lord might move you on, and then you're going to build someone else up and for that role. And, and he has been teaching us because he sent us out here to help church, uh, plant a church, and we thought we were going to be doing all the things. And he's like, no, I, I want you to build these people up, and they're going to run the ministries. Wow, what a, what a, what a, uh, what a revelation. I thought I was going to do all the things. He's like, eh, no, I, you're a builder. I, I'm, I called you to help build the church, right? So I know, but I, I know that that's a, that's a concept I really want to get into um, in our next teach because I really believe that there's people that are gifted as builders building people up, but because they don't know how to let go of the things that they thought that they were supposed to be operating in, um, there, there's not a lot of growth or multi multiplication happening or, uh, in their life. And the Lord wants to expand them. He wants to grow them and he wants them to be leaders of leaders, but that's just for next time, guys. I just wanted to put that little nugget in your ears and we're going to, and the Lord's going to, um, add some more downloads as we go along. So, um, I'll let my husband pray us out. Um, uh, Kita stick with us because people are kind of probably want to, um, you know, share some things uh, at the end here. So, okay. Um, but I do agree. The queen made a really good point and put a good nugget in there. You know, don't hold with too tight a grip. Don't have a vice grip on what the Lord's put in your hands at the moment because you it might just be for a season to build up, and you've got to allow that. We've seen it firsthand. There's times he wants you to finally let it go and move on to build up the next thing. If you hold on too tight, well, okay, you get what you have now, but there could have been more, and you might be in the way of somebody else. But that's for next time. All right. Daddy, I thank you. Lord, God Almighty, I thank you for this time. I thank you for Kita being able to join us. I thank you for everyone uh, that was on this call live today, and anyone and everyone that will hear it in the recording later on. I pray for your Holy Spirit to just breathe. Jesus, just breathe your Holy Spirit upon it, the message. I pray we get what you were giving. Um, I pray, Father God, that we heard from you in the midst of this and no one else. It all heard from you in this. I thank you uh, for the platform of this. I thank you, Lord God, for the strategic planning from Dion and the leadership. Um, 
you know, she's, she's an entrepreneur <laughs> and has that mindset. And none of this is by accident. There's so much to be built in the rest of this year and the coming year. And, and Kate has spoken on to it. That's surprised. Even in the midst of all the craziness going on, you're still building. You still have the means and the pathways and the plan for your children to be building at a time when they haven't, when it seems on a human level you have no business trying to build. You still do that. You still have positions being brought up. You still have situations. You still have opportunities coming all up, especially in the, in the next year to five. <laughs> From now to the next five years, you have so much that's going to be happening. We have no clue, except for the you're giving that those inklings, you're giving that quickening to certain people, and and I pray, Father God, you just breathe on that because Father God, you are about building right now, and so we thank you, Father God, and just I feel the Holy Spirit on that, just breathe on that, Lord Jesus. Um, I thank you for this time. May those who have anything on their heart be able to share. And I thank you that you're just such a good, good father. And you have the perfect plan. And we just keep it in your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anybody uh, who didn't get a chance uh, to, to speak, to say hello? We'd like to uh, just give you that opportunity now to say hi to everybody. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Brother E. <laughs> e. What's up, Hello, hey. Sarah oh. Dwayne. It's Krishanda. Welcome, Kita, fellow San Leandro. In. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Mona. Hi, um, Dwayne and Sarah, and um, the lady also. How you doing? Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, Mona. Good morning. This is Noella. Yeah, mom. Good morning, Mom. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Kita. Noah, nice to meet you on here. No, I know who you are. <laughs> good morning. And um, I so like the opening scripture by Barbara. Um, I was just listening into that and just listening to. I would say God promises to us the things that he promised us to protect us because he, he cares for us. Great declaration this morning, guys. It's amazing this past week. I was thinking about that, not knowing what you guys were going to bring on. Uh, I was thinking back to the days in my culture when women, they would just accept and they would go along with whatever husbands do, things happening in their marriages which was not good, and they still pressed on and they still put up with whatever is going on. And then sometimes um, you would ask them, why do you do that? And they would say, God put us together. (laughs) 
So we just have to press on and pray. And then when you leave home and you get married and things not working the way you want it to work or things not working out in the marriage, you want to go back home. <laughs> and then they would tell you, oh, no, stay with your husband and pray that God will work it out. You know, and it was just so amazing to hear you guys this morning. And then I also have a situation with a friend. Um, They've been married for many years, but for quite a number of years, they have not lived together. But they still operate as husband and wife. And um, she would throw all these complaints my way and stuff like that. And I would wonder, how do I get into this? It's always complaining, 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 and telling me stuff. Anyways, um, guys, I, you might remember the time when our church started the prayer for three in mm-hmm. our life group. So yeah. I we started the prayer for three. And who was on the top of my list? Her estranged husband. Yeah. Right. And then we kept praying, and I would go, honey, I'm about about hitting the prayer of 10 right now. Because then I have the whole family, her whole family on my prayer list and other people who are sick. And then Easter came around, and she told me, oh, he's going to go to um, Easter service. He's going to go to Good Friday service. I go, really? And then she said, I said, is he going to go Easter as well? Yeah, that's what he said. So he went to Good Friday. He went to um, Easter on Sunday. And then oh, he started up with the, 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 the men's um, Bible studies. He started up with them again. Oh, okay. Then they at her church they have this um couples or I think it's probably just go ahead um for uh Bible studies and then she says, Oh like on a Thursday he's gonna go to Bible studies with me And I'm going Really? Oh my gosh, that's good But all that time I did not reveal to her what was happening. And then later None of this is happening. And then I revealed to her that you guys have been on my prayer list. He is the first one on my list. And then I said, I didn't tell you what was happening, but I was so pleased when you keep giving me feedback that um, he was going back, he was going with you to church, he was going back to um, Bible studies and all that. So what happened, right? And then recently I was thinking, I guess that's why I went back in, my memory went back to my culture when women would just, you know, accept whatever. Then now she's complaining, complaining, complaining. And that's when I think back and I go, hmm, in my culture they do the same thing. And things work out later in life for some. Because, mm-hmm. you see, you both have to be on the same page. You both have to be praying. If you both, if the both 
um, husband and wife, if the couple, if they're not together, it's not going to happen. If they're not on the same page. Right. At you the end of the day, to, it's got to be joined yes. in um, to last. Yes. Amen. Right. You both have to be on the same page. Otherwise, you know. So recently, again, she started up telling me things. And I go, what's mm-hmm. happening here? Um, I said, are you praying? Yes, I'm praying. I'm always praying. And then it dawned on me. I We had this sermon. Recently, we had a sermon. Um, where a church where I think you guys in Arizona had it too about the, regarding the blame game that uh, you are playing the blame why play the blame game and it so dawned on me that's what's happening she is always blaming blaming and that's what that's what was revealed to me. So now, I'm, whenever you know we have this discussion again, I'm gonna have to bring that up in a tactful way regarding the blame game, because I know she does that. So she blames him for everything. Okay. All right. well, we have to. We got to free the life for other people to say I know. So. I'm figuring that's what's happening. That's why it's not working out with him. And that's why he just fall back onto his old self, his old life. Anyway, guys, that's great declaration this morning. And um, Thank you. You know, great encouragement to couples, to marriages. Because yeah. if God yeah. is not in it, then it's not going to go the way it should. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. Anybody else? Hey, it's Krishonda. I really enjoyed hey. you guys' declaration. Hey, um, one of the words that really kind of yelled out to me that I think you mentioned um, in passing, I don't know if you have something to elaborate on. Um, um, is the word vulnerability and how would you distinguish? Because um, I just kind of yelled out at me, I heard that really loud, like that was really important. Versus humility. Okay, so we might get some rain from it, carefully, but to get hit, hopefully it won't. Hopefully it won't be that bad. How you doing? Oh, it's uh, there's somebody else uh, on the communication line while we get Christian's question again. Uh, Green cleaner and stuff like that, the strongest stuff you have. Uh, Kishanda, can you repeat your question? Um, <laughs> I said I enjoyed your declaration. And um, one of the words that you said that really stood out for me when you were talking about, um, when you were just speaking, was vulnerability. 
And I know you um, guys, I know you had elaborated um, somewhat, you know, on humility, but for whatever reason, vulnerability really stood out um, for me. Um, yeah. And so can you elaborate on that a little bit more? So the, um, yeah, so that was in the midst of uh, the part in, in, in scripture when it says, uh, that they were naked before one another and they um, were not em embarrassed or something towards that effect. Um, and so to be transparent, I mean, at that point, you're, they were just really, really transparent um, with one another. They were not ashamed. Uh, so the man, the, wife, the man and his wife were both naked and were friends and not ashamed. And to really build the, the relationship and the bond you have to bear all if you're going to grow. And and Sarah and I have been there where, you know, I'm not. More open and speaking and allowing, uh, you know, you've got to, your, your spouse and your family sees the good, bad, and the ugly, but you've got to be able to get to a point where you can be open enough. <laughs> and vulnerable enough to see the all so that that can be taken care of. The ugly parts can be taken care of, but also this is the person that, this is your partner for life. They're your road dog. They got your back. And so they need to be able, my number one, you know, prayer for me should be my wife and, and vice versa. And so, but if I'm not sharing what I'm going through, how she know how to be there for me? I think it's so much easier for, I felt like it's so much easier for the woman to be more vulnerable than the man. Uh, at least in, in our in our relationship, um, the men the men a lot of times want to be the Mr. Fix It. And so if I share, we were just talking about this the other day. When I share my heart, a woman verbally processes. That's what we do. It's how it's how we process. So so I could be sharing everything in my heart. And as my husband's hearing it, he's thinking, okay, what can I do to fix it? That's the first thing. Like his, uh, Dwayne is, uh, especially my husband is very much a, a counselor, therapist at heart. That's just part of his natural ability. And so he hears and he can kind of hear what I'm saying. And then he will offer, um, like counseling. Some, I, sometimes I don't want that. I just need somebody to dump on, you know, like, I've learned, though, that um, there's, there are appropriate things for me to be um, sharing with my husband. There's times when um, I can just share it with the father and then share it in part with my husband. But um, what we've learned is as we're coming together, I can be vulnerable before the Lord. And then, the, and then <clears throat> that, that intimacy that's happening between my husband and I and the father as we're praying together. Um, it just comes into this beautiful order um, when we are both aligned with the Father and we're, and we're in the prayer closet and I'm pouring out my heart. Um, it just comes into this beautiful order. And having that vulnerability to share, I mean, we've, we're learning. Um, I'm learning to be a little bit more kinder in how I share my heart, if it's, especially if it's something, um, something that I think um, – that is hurting my heart or whatever in the way that my husband's um, interacting with me or if there's something that I, I'm not liking or whatever. And he's learning how to actually share. 
what's bothering him because he, he doesn't, um, he, he, my husband has such a tender heart. He doesn't want to hurt me. But on the other hand, if he's not vulnerable, he doesn't share, he doesn't communicate. That's, that's just as damaging, if not more damaging, because then we can't, there's no room for me to work on the things that, that I need to work on if he doesn't communicate. So that vulnerability is really key when it comes to um, communication and, and, and the functionality of, of a husband and wife. Sure. Um, that's good. I, and I also hear it, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that, and I'm also hearing it from a person that's not married. And there's something about vulnerability and related to love. And I, I have to probably pray about it, but I'm hearing something about vulnerability related to just love in general. Can I can I add something there? This is Kita. Yeah. Yeah. So I I looked up. Uh, I'm a, a, a searcher. I like to look at the, the definitions of things. And right when you had uh, had mentioned it, uh, Krishanda, looking up the definition of vulnerability, and it's the uh, you're capable and open uh, to or susceptible to being wounded or hurt. Uh, moral attack. I mean, it, it goes specific to that. But vulnerability is being open to those things, like what uh, Dwayne and Sarah were saying. And then humility is the quality or condition of being humble, modest opinion, you know, an, an estimate of your of our importance, where we where we look at ourselves, um, the way that we look at ourselves. So that that was, I think, part of your question too, in terms of the difference. Um, and then to what you were just asking the question about the the love portion, I think. If you can look at what it means to be vulnerable, what it looks, like, what the definition of being humble is, it'll help you have a better perspective of how to the the love part, um, which I I don't I think you I don't think you went into great detail, but um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that in there really quick, uh, just the the definition and the the difference between the two. Also, um, to, to add to the to that, that's really good. It's, um, when we are vulnerable, so especially when you're when you're when you're thinking about uh, you're single and maybe maybe in the future you you want to invite um, someone into those um, vulnerable places of your heart. The Lord wants us to guard our heart, right? But there's a process that happens when He works on us individually to get us prepared for um, other people so that when you're we're guarding, we guard our hearts, but the Lord actually guards it for us with the breastplate of righteousness. And um, when we go into the prayer, when we go into our prayer closet, we can be 100% vulnerable with our wounds um, and the things that have hurt us or traumatized us, um, any trust issues we might have. We can be so vulnerable with the Lord because he protects us and he guards us. We may not be able to be quite that vulnerable with everyone around us. The Lord will develop, just like we develop a relationship with him, and we begin to trust him, and we begin to understand how he protects us and loves us. He will, it's like um, this process of healing that takes place is, for if you're, if you're a walking wound, it's like you attract 
walking wounds, you know, with, you know, like around you and you're going, what the heck, why am I in a, yet another relationship that's been, it's wounding to me? Well, because he wants to do a process in your heart of healing your heart and, and, and having a foundation of Christ so that he can guard that heart. So when you begin to have a relationship and you begin to entertain um, relationships, it doesn't even have to be with a, the opposite sex or um, a love relationship. It's just in relationships, period. As he begins to work that healing process in your heart, you're going to begin to attract. He's going to attract the right people in your life that you can begin to trust. And you're going to be able to understand that that takes relationship, right? Our relationship with the Lord is built. And then as he builds us up, it, you know, from the heart up, um, then we're going to be able to identify the people that are safe and the people that we can trust. And then, and then he begins to build that foundation. And that's what, that's really what we are talking about here is when you come into to relationship with other people, you're going to know those are the right people for you and your life and how vulnerable you can be. And that with that person, when you know you can pray with that person and that person is building and encouraging you, and then you know, okay, that's my person. Um, I've seen it in my friendships. I've had a whole complete turnaround in just my friendships even as I saw the Lord do a healing process in my heart. And as my he can begin to build my heart up, I began to then attract people in my life that built me up, encouraged me, loved me. And I was able to build this trusting relationship. And, um, being able to be vulnerable um, with them in a different level and, and knowing that the Lord has got me covered in that relationship because it's built on the chief cornerstone, which is Christ. <clears throat> that is good. Hey, um, Sarah, this is Mona. Hi. Did you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I was like, okay, can you hear me? <laughs> My phone's not off. Hey, everybody. You know what I was thinking about when you uh, was talking? This is such a good declaration. I, I, everybody, I'm getting um, something from when everybody is speaking. But um, what keep popping up is the fruit, what, what, fruit, what fruit of the Spirit is you feeding? Because I remember when, like, even when you said, you know, what you attract is what, you know, what pretty much what you think or what you feel about yourself. So, and and I just you know that and I remember and I thought back of what that fruit I was feeding to myself at that time I was telling myself that you know bad things negative things I was you know had a whole different perspective so I see now in how he is um, um, pitting like up like the relationships that the, the new relationships that say that that I have been in my life are so much better and so more positive because I am feeding a different piece of my life. So I just, to me, that's why I'm hearing what you guys are saying that, you know, we got to be careful about what food we feeding because, you know, if you, if you feeding that negative stuff, of course, that's what you're going to get. You know, when I think about my past relationships, you know, um, I pretty much got what I was believing I, when I look back, but now I believe different on today. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait on God and trust, that he's going to give, um, he's going to give me what, what, what he has for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I, I am a wife. I do deserve to be loved. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, all that good stuff, whatever. But yeah, it's what fruit of the spirit are you, you're feeding, you know? Yeah. That's so true. It's a heart work. He's building up your heart and he's, he's helping you understand, um, how he sees you and as you begin to to 
press into his voice, you press into the Father, not only will you hear what he has to say, you'll believe it. And then as you begin to understand who you are and your identity um, as, a, as a queen, as a, um, you know, as his daughter, then yes, you will daughter, not accept you, you won't accept anything less. You, you won't accept yeah. anything less in your life, and you'll understand how to position people, and you'll understand your assignment in people's lives. But people will come in your life, and you'll realize, you know what? I've been through that, right? And mm-hmm. I can love you from this point, vantage point, but, um, but I, ain't let, I ain't letting you in my personal life quite so much because you still have some things the Lord's working out. Um, and that's, and that's okay. The Lord, um, the Lord doesn't ever intend for us to rescue people in our lives. Right. He, um, and, and he's a rescuer. He wants, yes. He wants, he wants me to put him first. He wants to be my husband. That's how he's preparing me for mine. I, you know, he's telling me and showing me this. I get it. You know, I totally get it. But it's also the relationships that he's bringing in my life ain't even about a man. It's, it's more about my tribe, about my sisterhood. Like you were saying about who could build you and and help you see, you know, um, you know, the, uh, not only were you going wrong, but just you know how we could just bounce off each other's lives and you you just could um, you could just hear better, see better, to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Community is so important. Fellowship is important mm-hmm. when you're right in your tribe. When you find your tribe, oh, it's just so beautiful. Hi, Sarah. This is Prosperous Pam and Dwayne. Wonderful message. And hi, uh, I don't know if I got your name right. Tika? Kita. Kita. Um, Kita. Wonderful, um, wonderful um, discussion and wonderful word. You know, every time you talk, well, I won't say every time, but you mentioned something, Sarah, the last time you were on this call. And I feel like God's showing me more about who I am. And I guess I need to be at peace with it. It's I believe I'm a builder because um and you were you were ha- did a great tease like on what's going to come up in the next um session about you know if I find myself being one that I am a natural encourager I can just see the um within certain people and like know how to talk to it and encourage and I get excited and that kind of thing. And then, yeah, when they grow, it's almost like I need to know when to let go and like, and recognize it. I'm learning to recognize it, but it's just like, you keep speaking to what it is that I think I'm trying to learn about myself. So I just want to tell you too, that you're on par with whatever it is that you're doing because you mentioned it on the, I think one of the last times you spoke a few weeks ago, um, just in conversation. It wasn't part of your um, word, and then you're doing it again as a tease of like some of us is built. It's so interesting too because that's our theme for this month: build it. Ooh, look at God. Anyway, I'm kind of talking to myself right now, but it was like a really good message, and um, uh, I'm just my um, spirit is is interested is, is intrigued so thank you for that yeah yeah Pam um we um I, have, I often have to pay attention to what the thing like the Lord's been kind of he's been speaking to my heart about the build it part of it before the build it came like I didn't you know they tell us the theme like right before the <laughs> for a little wow. bit before and we yeah. and <clears throat> the 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 apostolic 
Um, the apostolic is intriguing me. I'm, 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 I'm actually digging into that a little bit because I really believe that there's people, and especially those of you that are the encouragers, those of you that pour out a lot, um, <clears throat> there's, there's a key, there's a revelation that he's wanting you to dig into to understand a little bit clearer your identity in the body of Christ. Because when you, it's kind of like when you, uh, when the when you're being commissioned, or let's let's put it this way, when you uh, step into a company and you're being offered a job, you get a job description. But some you ever take a job and you don't fully really know what all is on <laughs> in that job description, and then there's the things that they don't tell you, right? Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I feel the body of Christ. Um, there are certain people that have been that God has gifted right and they took the wrong position or they don't fully understand all of the aspects of the job that's being given to them and the lord wants to reveal it to them so they can do it the way that he's designed them to do it and when we get that revelation of how he has uh picked us for the positioning of the and then sometimes offices in the in the body of christ through that five-fold ministry we really get it Oh man, it's going to be so powerful. So I'm excited about what he's going to reveal um, and the study thereof and the, and the research of just this whole idea of building and what part we play. Because, you know, when you think about a house, you got the plumber, you got the electrician, you got the interior decorator. The interior decorator is not going to know how to wire the house for electric. But sometimes there's people in the body of Christ that are trying to put the electric in all by themselves. And, that, and they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just doing it. And so I, my, my vision and the one that I feel the Lord is just giving me is helping people under, understand, identify, like you said, see the gold, see what's in people and helping them get into that, that, the, the actual job description that God has for them. Amen. Good. Well, um, is there anyone else before we we uh, end the um, declaration this morning? Hi, Sarah. Hi, Dwayne. Hi, um, the guest. I'm sorry, I, I my, your main Tita. name, Tita. Good morning. This is Gloria, and um, mm -hmm. thank you for the declaration and the share and just the um, the talk about about building it and making sure our foundation is sure in Christ and that it's, it's God who's doing the building and being open for him to build mm -hmm. us in whatever capacity it is as a, a, um, I'm, I've, the Lord has blessed me to be able to be a, a builder to assist ministries to build. And one of the things that, um, kind of struck me whenever you were talking was to understand that we have to know that when it's time to, to leave a ministry, to go, to be able to leave it, because we we came to do what God told us to do, and also to also pray for the ministry leaders to be able to be receptive and, and, and receive the fact that it is time for you to move on yes. to whatever the next assignment is that God has ordained for us. Um, yes. And I think that in doing that, that helps to, that helps to keep the body strong, 
and to continue to be yeah. built stronger. And I'm, I'm talking from my own experience um, to be built stronger. And it also helps that one that is the builder not to feel bad and, you know, not to feel bad about leaving and also not to when leaders may not appreciate the fact that you have to leave because you are on God's assignment and not what they want to be able to right. relinquish and go on because that's what God told you to do. So um, that's right. just much that's prayer right. for the body. There's a lot for us to, to be built up and, and strengthen up in, in all of what's going on. I'm going back on mute. Right. Yeah. And you know, the thing of it is, is uh, I, <clears throat> I didn't even, I think the reason why the Lord has been really speaking to me about this is because when I look back on my husband and our life, we've, We've moved 19 times. I can't even tell you how many jobs we've had between the two of us, and we worked together most of those years. And we looked back, and we were like, oh, my gosh, like, we're builders. God sends us to a state and a job, and we work together. We built that, that company up. Then he said it's time to move on. And then we would do that again. And it, it's like a theme throughout our life. And so, um, especially when he called us out here to Arizona, you know, as we were leaving, a, uh, an elder gave us a word and said, this is a not your last stop. And we're like, oh, man, why would you do this? But the Lord is actually saying, look, I'm sending you there to help build. And then I'm going to send you somewhere else and you're going to build there, too. So when you have that mentality, it's a paradigm shift, literally. It's a mind shift and understanding that when I go into a place, it's an assignment. It's not for me to keep hold of. God never said, told the disciples, you know, you're going to do this and that's it. He said, go forth, <laughs> make disciples, right, of all nations. How can you do that if you hang on to something too tightly, right? So he, he never intended for that. So I, I had my last job and a past couple of jobs. Um, when I knew that it was time for me to go, I knew the Lord always told me when I knew he would tell me way ahead of time. So then I would be a little bit like, uh, when is it now? Is it now? Is it now? And then finally, when he would open that door for me to leave, he always gave me the opportunity to train the person up for my position. How amazing is that? I got to give them a, a foundation and help be part of helping fulfill their passion and their identity and their gift set. Uh, and then I move on and I go do it somewhere else. I think a lot of people don't realize that they're, that they're in an assignment. It's not, it's not meant. You should always, when you go into, like if somebody uh, says, hey, I want you to do the marriage ministry, right? You should always be looking for, okay, who are you going to send my way to, for us to build up? Because I know you're going to, you know, at least for the people that are being called, especially in this season for apostolic building, because I believe that he's, he's called a lot of people, especially family units, um, to start building in that sense. Okay, I, I'm building this up. It could be to leave as a legacy for your children. It could be um, someone in the church that um, just needs a little bit more growth. And so he sent you on assignment for them, for them to watch, observe, and be a part of the ministry so that he gets them ready. And you'll know the time because the Lord will show you for them to step into your role and you to fade out and start and start over again. So yeah, well, that's probably a little more than I wanted to share, but. No, Sarah, you're right on point because that's, he's helping me realize too, even in terms of relationships, some people just come into my life. I'm here to just encourage, lead them to Christ or whatever. And then they, you know, are, they're good. And then they move forward. So 
Um, and then God gave me this when you were talking about it. You know, I've been here in Silicon Valley out in the Bay Area my whole life. And um, I've always started, I've worked at several startup companies. And it reminded me there's people who that's their job to go start these companies up get them running, get them successful, and then they leave. Um, I've worked with these sort of people who were like um, the leaders in the beginning and then got us up and running. And then, you know, because I remember I'd be sad. I'm always sad to see them go. You know, again, I, you know, it's time for them to move on and get their next company that they're going to start up. So this has just been such a wonderful, wonderful discussion. I'm just thank God for everyone on this line. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is Sister Priscilla. Um, good morning to Good morning. Good morning to Dwayne, Sarah, and Keita. Yeah, I want to say thank you so much for the declaration and your teaching. I love you too's teaching because it, it's like um, I forget how you described it, but you described it when you very much so started in the beginning, just sitting at the table having a discussion, and um, you teach and. You invite everybody in, and it's it's um, it's just uh, it seems so simple and easy, but yet, you know, we need it. I didn't think of that. I didn't. It's still eye opening, and um, it helps you dig deeper into where you are. Um, let me just say, I just want to ask for prayer this morning. Why is that? My, I uh, am married, but my husband and I, and I'm not going to go into details. My husband and I are are apart and have been since 2018. Um, I'll just say this simply, the Jezebel spirit set in on him. And everything you name, everything that could happen, did happen. Most importantly, um, we're still in this covenant and I recognize the covenant and um, all of God's covenants. And my prayer has been uh, to God if uh, when all this came down, I prayed, Lord, you know, your will be done. Um, this, you give us free will, and His desire is to, to move out of the home. And if that's your will, um, then let it be done. That was my prayer. As hard as it was, difficult for me because I was brokenhearted and still am. Nonetheless, um, instantly the next day, because he was having difficulty in the Bay Area, as you know how hard it is to find a place. He was having difficulty finding a place. The next day, literally, he found a place. So I knew it was God's will. But not only that, God gave, we only had one vehicle at the time. Um, going toward other goals, we decided to downsize. Nonetheless, long story short, I got the car this, this, the same day he found his apartment. God gave me a car. So I know it's God's will for many reasons, but I... Um, caught up, don't know which direction, don't, God is not giving me enough money because I, I work um, as a commercial broker agent. I'm a builder to a connector. I love connecting people. I'm not afraid of the marketplace. Um, and I love to inspire people and give people um, connections to get them started. And we were both in the same business. He worked for a general contractor. I saw the power couple that you mentioned. I saw that because we didn't start out that way. God put that together. Um, nonetheless, here I am. And I want to do God's will, but I'm saying to God, 
you give me enough money, and I haven't made it, <laughs> and I normally do, um, to hire the legal professionals, I will do it because I don't want to be caught up. But at the same time, I have a heart that wants to be married. At the same time, I know God's will. At the same time, I know his word. I know the, what the covenant represents. At the same time, I can't deny that the love isn't there. At the same time, people who know intimately our situation are telling me he is hosting the enemy, that he has a strong spirit of lust upon him. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's been a great evil that's come in, and I have seen it. Mm-hmm. I've even had flies show up in my home, and I mean abundant flies. At the time, I could not reason what it was, because when you're caught up in it for whatever reason, sometimes you're blinded. And I, I believe that's a, one of the tricks of the enemy. But as you sit back and you um, spend time with the Lord and contemplate and read the word, you say, oh, my God, that's the father of flies. Oh, my goodness. That was in our home because there was no rhyme or reason for it. And I mean abundance of flies. Um, so I say all that because I want prayer this morning. You two or you three have said some beautiful things about marriage and um, the union. But when you're, um, you know, I feel like I'm stuck. And I know this is not where God wants me to be. Um, Not knowing which way to go, what to do, but just wanting peace. Right. Um, I want to, um, I want to do a couple things. Uh, We are definitely going to pray for you. But, Hi, Karen. Um, this is Elsie. Oh, hold on, hold on, Rosie. One second. Um, I just want to. Uh, it's Elsie. I just wanted to kind of um, join in on that prayer because I feel the same way. But I You're am. Also- yes, I'm divorced now. I've been divorced for four mm-hmm. years, but I just confessed to my ex-husband that I'm still in love with him and that I'm not able to move forward and that's what I'm at. God already told me it was time for us to walk away. It was time for me to walk away from the marriage um, and everything. And it's the same um, as um, her, the lady before. And yeah, I'm still heartbroken and I'm still trying to heal from it. So I just wanted prayer for that as well because it still does hurt and, and everything. So i totally am in the same page as the lady before. Um, I definitely want to pray for both of you. And and it's no accident, honestly, that you guys are sharing this. Um, There's a ministry and it's called Jezebel Ahab and Leviathan. And the person who um, runs that ministry, and it's on Facebook, you can look it up. It's Jezebel Ahab and Leviathan. (laughs) The person who has this ministry is called Nelson Schumann. And I don't know if you guys have heard him or not, but God basically called him out of his marriage um, at the time because he was married to um, someone who operated in the Jezebel spirit. And um, the Lord has literally set him apart and he travels the world. He um, he just recently got remarried. Um, he has a powerful ministry and the Lord led Dwayne and I to that ministry four years ago. 
when the Lord showed me that I carried a Jezebel spirit in my generational bloodline and I was mistreating my husband. And, and uh, let me tell you, with the process that, that, took, that took place in our marriage, just from me, just from the Lord revealing that to me and how I was treating, and yes, seduction was part of it, uh, manipulation, control, um, all of those things. And, 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 and in actuality, um, when he really should not have put up with um, that, that spirit. We're not to tolerate the Jezebel spirit. The Jezebel is a master manipulator. Um, but there is healing that can take place in the, in the Jezebel afflicted soul. But that healing doesn't come from the hand of the, of the, of the spouse. It comes from the hand of God. And that person has to be willing to repent, acknowledge, and if they're not at that place where they can see that their soul has been afflicted with that spirit, even if it's, you know, it's in the bloodline sometimes, um, it's agreements with the enemy, uh, where the entry point is, is wounds, um, offense, and bitterness, and unforgiveness. And the enemy comes in um, from that access point to um, then, well, not a lot of times two people that operate in the Jezebel spirit control because control was taken away from them at a young age. So they, these are people that have been traumatized um, by other people growing up and it affected them. And so in order for them to feel safe and protected, they control everything around them and everyone around them. And they're very good at what they do because they had to use those survival, that as a survival skill growing up. Um, and so the Lord took me through a journey. And um, if it wasn't for my husband praying for me, I don't know that I would have been, had been set free supernaturally and through a process. It was a process, no kidding. I had to do a whole heck of a lot of repenting. I had to repent to pastors. I had to repent to church leaders. I had to repent to family members. I had to repent to him. That was a whole like week worth of me sobbing on his chest because I finally came to the realization of what I had been doing um, in our marriage and really hindering him from his calling. I was hindering him from his, that's what Jezebel do. They, they want to take out the prophets and the kings. That's their job. And King Jehun, well, that's a whole other preach, but he basically, she was about ready to, to bring him into her home and get him killed off. Um, she always had somebody else do the dirty work for her. And he said, throw her out the window. And her handmaiden was threw her out the window. And he went in and had dinner and dogs came and ate her. So that's kind of like the short summary of of that and i just want to we are going to pray for you because i know god he is not he he is he is the king the ruler and he can do whatever he wants and i believe that if, especially if you still have um if you still love your your um whether ex-husband or you know your husband or whatever wherever whatever status you're at if you you still love for them there is an assignment in that um, that he wants you to pray for that person doesn't necessarily mean that you're supposed to get all up and involved with that person because you also have to protect your heart um, during that time and let God teach you about what he wants you to do in that relationship. Um, but we, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne I'm going to let Dwayne pray because Dwayne is the one who's at the brunt of, of um, that in our marriage. And he, know, and he was a, the prayer warrior that um, helped uh open up the heavens for us to be rescued in that way so go ahead hun before you pray uh, before you pray, yes. thank you so much 
This is Sister Priscilla again. You mentioned Nelson Schumann and his ministry work, and you said it was called Jezebel, Ahab, and what else? Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> And those, those three things, those three spirits kind of like to work um, to, together because when you think about J, uh, Ahab um, succumbed to Jezebel. She had him completely manipulated and he didn't have uh, enough gumption to, to, to uh, stop her in her tracks. And so the, he, he tolerated her and that's why, that's why we can't toler tolerate the Jezebel spirit. And Leviathan is the spirit that causes confusion and miscommunication. So if you say one thing, it gets twisted so that by the time it hits the other person's ears, they're not receiving it the way that you were trying to sh share it. So it gets twisted. And so they kind of like to try and work together to cause all that dysfunction and strife and dissension in a marriage. So, um, but that, yeah, that is called uh, Jezebel Ahab Leviathan on Facebook. Um, Dwayne and I both have, if you go into the files of that, both of us have testimonies in there about how we were set free from the Jezebel spirit and him from the Ahab. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and then also in those files are four generational type of, uh, prayers and you can actually download them and you can pray them. And we saw an incredible breakthrough when we prayed prayers to um, come out of agreement with those things in our life. And that really got the ball rolling in our in our marriage when we said those prayers to come in agreement with heaven and out of agreement with the lies of the enemy and out of the, the generational curses. So, um, and I can actually put a link to that. I can put a link to that on Declare Victory. Awesome. Nelson Schumann is his name, correct? That's correct. Thank yeah, you. he wrote a book. He wrote lots of books. Um, one of the books that he wrote that's really good is called Restored to Freedom. And um, he's got lots of resources and stuff. And um, you could probably even look up Nelson Schumann online and you, it'll take you to all kinds of links for him. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And also it's great too to get hop on that Facebook group because um, it's really a support group. There's a lot of families a lot of marriages, a lot of married couples, um, or a, one of them that are uh, that join this group and really get the support they need from each other, um, dealing with um, dealing with a spouse that ha that's afflicted by these these things. Awesome, thank you. Father God, um, Lord God, we just come before you. Um, for these uh, these sisters and Lord um, others, I'm sure that are that are on the call and listening, um, just haven't shared yet. Um, especially Priscilla, uh, when you were speaking, I it was it just came to mind. Um, you know, when the when the when the fall of man came about, Satan it, it said uh, the serpent was the most cunning most deceiving and um for whichever reasons you know adam was naive uh it said you know the the woman gave the fruit to the man who was with her so he saw the breakdown happening he saw how satan skipped him and just went to go to the woman who um might have been just a little more naive but he didn't say anything and he let down the guard and he didn't have the protection over and he witnessed this without speaking up and um 
and Lord knows I was very much guilty of similar within uh, my marriage. Um, and you can't get a more dysfunctional situation or, I mean, this, the fall, this event, this allowing Satan to come in, that brought the fall of man, that brought sin into the world. Like there is no a bigger argument you can have than Adam and Eve and the situation they were in. But even when they were cast out of the garden, they still were together. And Father God, that is your end goal. That is what you, what you have put together. Let no man set apart. That includes us. That is your heart. There are circumstances that happen and the things that happen. Your heart at the end of it is that it doesn't, that they don't, you know, we don't get torn apart. By all means, it could have happened to us and it didn't because of your grace. Because you woke me up. Because you said you've got to be in prayer, you've got to come back to the base. And and I knew he, there was a two year repeated dream, and there was a two year I knew Satan had a target on us, and I didn't listen. I had my own issues. I had my pornographic um, addictions and stuff that I was not guarding my household. Period. And I own that. The destruction came into my household because I let down my guard, and I allowed back doors to jack up my family. And there's no bigger jacked up situation than Adam and Eve, bar none. There is no more jacked up situation. And yet, God was still like, you're still going to be together. We're still going to clean this up as best as can be in this life. And so, Father God, there, I don't believe there is... Um, I, I, I don't believe there is, that your hand is not upon the situation. I, you allowed uh, the separation to be occur. You allowed a placement for her husband to land in a certain place and a time of separation. And I think even in both of these situations, you allowed um, healing to have to happen the way it has to happen. And it does come first one-on-one -on -one with you. And so you created the scenario in order for broken people to get healed right now. And I just believe that's where you're at. You're allowing some broken people to have the opportunity to heal. And can they grasp and grab that and allow it to happen? Because if so, you can bring life where there is death. You breathe life into my dying marriage, into hard hearts, into pride and self-seeking nonsense. You transformed that so ain't nobody can tell me that you can't do it but will we allow you to do the work so holy spirit and there's no there's no, our portion of faith comes with you our portion of, of attitude comes with you our portion of allowance to get to open our doors of our hearts to allow you to do some rebuilding some work rebuilding the foundation but put the inkling, put the quickening, put it upon these spirits, these wills, these souls to allow you to work. Because it ain't going to happen without that. But you are more than capable. You are more than capable. And you are more than willing. If we have to humble ourselves down and fall flat out and allow, 
humble yourselves, if my people will humble themselves and fall before me, I will heal their land. That starts in the land of our heart before it starts in before it starts on the ground in the geographic region, it starts in our heart. The first land is your heart. The first ministry is your home. Period. <laughs> Father, do that work for Patrice, do that work for Elsie. We just ask, Father God, that you do that work, that you show up and show out and allow us to be in awe. In Jesus' name. And Father God, I just want to speak um, right now over these marriages, over these um, women, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you give them the strength um, of Job, Father God, as they as they are um, just wanting your will, God. They just want to be at your heart. They just want to. They just want to to understand, to have direction, Father God, of what it. What is their assignment in this relationship, Father God? And I, I speak, Lord, to any loneliness or depression, and I, and I come against it right now, Father God, and I pray, Lord, that you would fasten them and you write to your heart, Father God, that you would attach them like Velcro to your heart and that you would come so close to them, Father God, that your presence would be so evident that you would, they would be smell the sweet aroma of Jesus around them at all times and that they would, when they, when they're amongst people, Father God, amongst uh, the, their husbands, ex-husbands, Father God, that you would just begin to have an a oil of anointing drip off of them, Father God. And I just pray, Father God, um, that you would just go get them. You would just go get them with your ever-increasing love for their, hu- their husbands, ex-husbands, significant others, Father God, that are not understanding, Lord, how much you love them and that they don't have to be in control, Father God. I pray that you speak to the very specific areas of their heart that are traumatized, that have been beat down, that have been hurt, that have been abused, Father God. I pray that against that victim mentality, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you would tear down the walls that they build up around their hearts to keep them from being able to receive and keep them from being able to be vulnerable, Father God, because, Lord, you want them. You're after them. You're pursuing them, Father God. I pray that you would heal the afflicted soul, Father God, that you would heal their hearts, Father God, and that you would bring the right people at the right time and that you would continue, you would build up my sisters, Father God, that you would love them, that you would support them, but, Father God, send other people in the lives of the, of the loved ones in their life that, that, are, that are hurt, that are traumatized in their soul, Father God. And I pray, Father God, you would just go get them. You would just go get them with your love, and you would just go take care of the things, Father God, that have ter- tried to keep them from the calling that they have on their life, Father God. Because, Lord, I know you're about to build up this family unit. I know you're about to build people up, and I know that you're coming after the things that have hindered people, that have kept them from being able to step into their destiny and their purposes, Father God. And I just pray, Father God, for these sisters that have been muted, in a sense, from being able to step forward and to move forward into the things that you have for them because of the spirits around them that have tried to keep them trapped from being able to step into the things and the purposes that you have. But, Father God, I say no more. Enough is enough. And we speak life. We speak liberty. (laughs) And we speak freedom, Father God. Freedom for each of them. Freedom for the people in their lives. Freedom for the influences they have over the people. Lord, you have 
a bigger plan in mind. You have, uh, you have, you want to work things, all things together for good. Lord, you have things for them to step into, ministries that you want to work through them. And I thank you for the process, Father God. You've been speaking to us that there is a purpose and the process to the promise. And I thank you, God, that you have a purpose for them and that you are working it, the process that they're going through right now that seems hard, that seems divided, that seems confusing, that seems frustrating. But, Lord, you're in it. You're in it. You're teaching them. You're showing them. You're building them. You're, 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 you're giving them this vision that they never had before. Why? Because the process is going to lead them to the promise. And I thank you, Father God, that you have promises in their life that are coming to fruition. It's coming. It's like milk and honey, girlfriends. I'm telling you that you are going to be stepping into things, and it's, it's nothing that you can do. You're just going to step into it, and you're going to know it's God, and you're going to know that he did this process in your heart. He's doing the process because every part of the process is for you to understand so that you can teach others how to be free. And you're going to be free, and you're going to be so free, and nobody's going to be able to shake you down because you are going to be on the standing on the firm foundation, which is the cornerstone, which is the rock of Jesus. And Jesus, who he's got you, and he's got everything from your work, from your, from your ministry, to your family life, to, to the blessings and the miracles. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see miracles. And they're going to be expounding, and they're going to have all kinds of healing over them, and you're going to lay hands on people, and people are going to get set free. And I'm telling you right now, First Peter 2.9, that's for you guys. Out of the darkness into the light, because the Lord is bringing light into people's lives through you. And I thank you, Lord, for the deliverance ministries that you have for them, that the that it's just going to look like whatever they, whatever, whatever that, whatever that look, whatever that picture is of deliverance, going to look like that. They're simply going to love Jesus, and you, that love is going to heal everybody around them. And I thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you for the process that you have for them. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to make them so hungry and so thirsty. They're going to be so hungry and thirsty, and they're going to be like, give me more, Jesus, and you're going to give them more. And you're going to give them more because you love them so much. And you're going to pour such an incredible, incredible uh, blessing over them. And I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this season in their life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you both for the prayers. Thank you so much. just want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Sarah and Dwayne. Yeah, that's so good. You guys, I just felt the heat on that. He is, whew. He is going to blow up your world. It's going to be amazing. You have no, you have no idea. You'll blow up your world. It's so good. 
the heat, the fire, the glory, all of it is coming. Amen. I mean, love you guys so much. He loves you. And he's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the strength. He's also going to give you a x-ray vision. He's going to give you this incredible discernment that you you're going to be able to call those things out. <laughs> Know exactly what spirit it comes from, and you're not gonna you're not gonna tolerate it. You can love the person; you don't have to love the demons in them. <laughs> Amen. 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 Oh Jesus! Yes. All, All right, right, ladies, okay. we're gonna. Go ahead and get going because we're going to head into our next prayer session. <laughs> this one got us all riled up, though. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. All right. We love you guys. Love love you have too. a blessed Saturday. Love you guys, too. Thank you so much. Have a nice prayer. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So just love on these sisters and keep them in prayer. Love y'all. Have a great Saturday. Have a great Saturday, everybody. Love y'all. Bye. Love y'all. Have a good day. Thank you, and God bless you all.